Welcome to the Average Joe Theology Show. My name is Levi Sanders. All right, my name is Hunter Harrison. And my name is Chase Schaefer. What is up? He <laughs> did it right this time. I got it right. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> we're back <clears throat> with another episode, another week. Um, it's been a long one. I think, you know, we've just been discussing before we hit recording, and we've all had pretty busy weeks. Yeah. It's, it's Chase been has been slammed in his <laughs> birthday, and... I mean, my week really... He's an old fart. Busy, but... No, I'm just Are I'm you 24 now, dude? I'm yeah, I'm 24. 24. I, I thought you're the oldest it. one at the table. I'm a young man. Man, that's that's crazy. Like I, I really, I, he's I only feel 22. 22. Yeah, no, I feel 22. Like I really do. I, I oh, feel yeah. like Tell yeah, you'll get to 24 and you'll be like, I don't know, man. I don't feel like I'm 24. I mean, I, I don't think it. I feel like from here on out, it's like oh, just another year till we hit like 30, and they'll be like. Oh man, I'm 30. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta yeah. do stuff. I gotta, I gotta get like a brick wall. Yeah, but yeah, 25, and then you get some insurance deductibles. Right, right. and then outside of that, like you get to that quarter century, yeah. man. <laughs> it's been a busy week, though. I mean, you know, Hunter's been working and doing Hunter things. Doing, <laughs> doing Hunter things, man. Yeah, so I mean, I it, it's like you know the just with a. Our church is finally coming back around because mm-hmm. we were closed for a while. Or not sure. for a while. We were closed for one week uh, because, like, half Everybody my got church got COVID. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, we, we took a little break there. And then we came back, and it's like finally things are, like, back to mm-hmm. we're doing. We're meeting up. That congregation, yeah. it's been awesome. And then, then yeah. Are numbers been low, or are they, like, kind of back to normal? No, man. We had, like, awesome. we had like 10 new faces I had never seen before. Sure. Like on the first Sunday back, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Heck yeah, man! Like this is awesome. Wow. Cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, Dagon. my six-month-old son is over there just watching us record. Little man, <laughs> hanging out. Yeah, he's, he's just chilling, he's just man. Staring Sucking at on us. a passing. Yeah, literally came he's in. He had toboggan. Yeah, and he had like blanket he, around him. He was like just chilling. There he is. He's thrown up on me like four times today. So <laughs> <laughs> happened. Ten minutes ago. Yeah, we were we were about to record and then <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he yeah. said, "No, we're not doing that." But it's good. Dude, his cheeks are just, <laughs> they're so big. He's just sitting in his little chair, just just hanging out, man. Living life. And uh, we're continuing our series in Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> so we've we've went. We talked about this is like what the fourth episode, I believe. Uh, yeah. We talked about the fall. Then we talked right. about um, Cain and Abel. Then we talked about. The descendants from Adam to Noah, and today we're kind of talking about um, the flood. So we talked last week about where did we go to last week? The hmm? end of seven. The end of seven. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So we've already talked about the flood and it being there. At least I hope. Be- I read eight Noah's, nine for this. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Noah's <laughs> in the flood. Problem. Noah's in the flood right now. Correct. We're picking up. Correct. Yep. The boat is in the flood, floating on the water, and so now we're picking up in chapter eight. Reading, as the flood goes away, the flood subsides, the water goes away. And then as God creates a covenant with Noah. So um, just like normal, we're going to give you a few seconds to read the passage, Genesis 8 and Genesis 9. um, And then we'll dive right in and talk about it together. So um, read it in one, two, three. So good. There you go. Read it. Right back. God's word. 
Okay, so the flood subsides. What you guys got on chapter 8 of Genesis? Well, I mean, this is like we talked about. We're about to start getting into it's now a story, like what's going on further mm-hmm. into the story. More narrative. I, I do like in the very, very beginning, um, I'm just going to read it. But God remembered yeah. Noah and all the beasts and all the livestock that were with him in the ark. And God made a wind blow over the earth and the water subsided. The mount, the fountains of the deep and the windows of the heavens were closed and the rain from the heavens was restrained and the water receded from the earth continually at the end of the 150, 150 days the waters had abated. So like, Everything that's going on up up until this point is mm-hmm. like God's grace, you know. Like Noah was being told to to build the ark, he built it. God brought all the animals, he filled it, he shut the door. His justice was poured out on all the people that mm-hmm. were wicked and sinful. Yeah. And now they got a boat with uh, no no rotor no nothing they got like nothing to steer it and and it's all by god's grace i mean the he's the one that blows it by the wind where it's going and you see a continuation of god's grace and his mercy on as he sustains noah and his family yeah Mm -hmm. fulfilling his promise and setting it up for further generations of what's going to come and i mean that's just something small to pick out but i think it is really cool that we have to continue to think about with this story that it's all by God's grace and by his mercy that he's doing all this. Like, I, th- I just think it's awesome. It's kind of mind-blowing. Yeah. So, yeah, just the fact definitely. that they're, you know, on the ark to begin with because they were given instructions to do yeah. that and then taking the faith they have in God, they did that. And now here you are with the entire world being flooded and everything being killed right. except for you, your family, and the animals that God commanded you to take with you. So, again, exactly. Grace and mercy. So not only exactly. did God sustain Noah and his family on the <laughs> boat, but he's sustaining all of mankind through Noah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Through the whole thing. Right. That's awesome. So, yeah, God's grace for Shoot. sure. Um, you see that. You see that um, in the 10th month, on the first day of the month, the tops of the mountains poke through the water. Right. You can see them now as the waters go away. Mm-hmm. Um, an interesting thing is... Oh, buddy. <laughs> he's talking over there. He's like, I want to say something. Excuse... Or, um, look in the verse 4 It says in the 7th month On the 17th day of the month The ark came to rest On the mountains of Ararat Right So that's a, that's an interesting thing And like Dang It's a lot of water You know I'm not, I'm not saying this is like 100% legitimate Because I, I've not done extensive research on it myself And I'm not a scientist I'm just you know An average Joe But um Somebody showed me one time that legitimately, if you there's a place you can go in Google Maps in Ararat, Turkey, and there's like the outline of what looks like the the remains of the ark, and like legitimately, there's like studies that you can read online where these scientists have gone there and have evaluated it, and it is gopher wood, Mm -hmm. and and there are like remains of animal dung, and there's like if you measure out what it would have been before years of of erosion, mm-hmm. it looks like it would measure out to like 300 cubits. So like legitimately, Shoot. the ark may be sitting in Ararat, Turkey, in the mountains of Ararat, exactly where it says it is. Which, like I say, Shoot. I don't don't like... Don't quote us on that. Yeah, because I'm not a scientist. I don't know, but... Sure. I have gone there on Google Maps, and it does look like there's... You can see the little <laughs> remains. So it's pretty cool. Just look it up on Google. Huh. Um, that's something small, but that. the next thing you see is that... Hold on, I'm about to sneeze. Oh, bless you. Bless you. Sorry about that. 
Um, so you see the water start to go down after mm. 40 days. Mm. Noah sends a raven out the window, right? Mm. I, and and like as cool. I was reading this again, I was like, everybody forgets about the raven. Everybody always just remembers the dove. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he sent out a raven first. You know, I'll be honest with you, and even in when I read this for tonight. I did. I, that didn't catch. I did not yeah. catch. Well, that. when well, I read it today, that. I was like, I I forgot all huh. about. I didn't realize he sent the, a raven first. I always just remembered the dove. Yeah. Which the dove? I mean, all it says about the raven, one. yeah, is that he just lets it go and it just right. flies around. I, I was reading a commentary and it actually said that the reason he they they would speculate is because ravens uh, are a lot more. How do you, what's what's the word? They're not picky. Like they can basically survive under little. I've always like heard things that ravens that are very intelligent. So and like birds. Yeah. yeah. So they don't need much. That so would make it sense. First. And so if it didn't come back, then you know, well, the raven's making it work somewhere. Or And the raven didn't come back. Yeah. Well, it, it was going to and fro is what it says. Right. Yeah. Which and then I would just, I mean. I mean, it doesn't say anything Until about the waters were dried back. up from the earth mm-hmm. is what it says. So he just, he dipped out of there. Well, I mean, you see, you see, and that would make sense, Chase, because yeah. you see, you see that it says the tops of the mountains were seen, right? So uh, the raven right. is I gonna mean, the, the arc has stopped right. moving. Yeah. The raven got caught on the, the raven may <laughs> settle and be able to survive in like those upper mountainous regions. Yes. Whereas the dove's not going to. It's gonna wait till there's green and there's yeah, gonna be right. area to live. And that's which why is, they sent out that is, raven first. Right. And it's like okay, the raven's sense. not I didn't know that. There, so let's send Shoot. out the dove I next. Didn't, didn't catch that. That yeah. makes sense. So then he sends out the dove. Um, the dove flies around, but then the dove comes back because he doesn't find anywhere to sit, mm-hmm. to to sit down or to rest. Chill. And and Max chewing on his banana. So um, w- you know the the dove comes back. Then he sends it out another time, mm-hmm. and then it it finds a place to settle. So he knows yep. that there is luscious green, there is land that is above the water now, and and stuff's starting to come back to how it was before. So um, the the next thing that I have on my radar to talk about is um, when the flood subsides, mm-hmm. it goes away. He comes off the ark, you know, mm-hmm. and his family. Right? He's God says, "Go out from the ark, you and your wife, and your sons, and your sons' wives. Bring out with you everything that is with you, um, the birds and the animals and every mm-hmm. creeping thing that they may swarm on the earth and be fruitful and multiply on the earth." So Noah went out. And his sons and his wife and his sons' wives, every beast, every creeping thing, every bird, everything that moves on the earth went out by families from the ark. Then Noah immediately, in verse 20, then Noah built an altar to the Lord and took some of every clean animal and some of every clean bird and offered burnt offerings on the altar. That's awesome. And then the Lord smelled the pleasing aroma, and the Lord said in his heart, I will never again curse the ground, right? Mm -hmm. So that's really what I want to get at. The first thing Noah did was worship. Mm-hmm. He set yeah. up an altar and yep. he worshiped God. So ultimately, yep. and, and what I wanted to get into in this is not necessarily what Noah did here. I mean, we read what he did. He set up an altar and he worshiped God. Mm-hmm. But, and this is a theme you all you see all the way through scripture, right? As soon as the Israelites crossed the Jordan into Canaan, the land that was promised, they set up an altar mm-hmm. as soon as they get there, right? Men, I mean, all these different things. As soon as Joshua... Or Jacob sees the ladder that goes to heaven. He has this dream, right? What does he do? First thing he does is set up an altar. Mm-hmm. When he wrestles with God, right? Sets up an altar. Every single time that you have an experience with God and God does something, mm-hmm. they set up an altar. The response is to worship. Yeah. So ultimately, 
my question would be the the discussion topic would be what is worship, mm. right? So, I, I th- you got something to say on that? Well, I was just gonna say like it, it would be Noah realizing like almost being thankful and like yeah coming to this realization. I, I wrote down here. I'll just read off what I said. Noah builds an altar to the Lord. Noah did this out of thankfulness to God. Noah had seen the destruction of man, has heard the screaming of dead men, and Noah knows how the Lord has brought him out of this. He has no one else to thank but God, who he owes everything. Exactly. Uh, I mean, and so, and like, so what else response, would you do but worship? Exactly. Yeah. So his response is worship, yeah. right? I think today we get caught up in, in what worship is. Like, we have to facilitate it in yeah. this specific way. Mm-hmm. We have to do this, have this certain kind. Uh, a lot of times nowadays people think when that the word worship and music are synonymous. Like right. worship is just yeah. music. That's mm-hmm. the only way you worship. Yeah. But no, the primary act say. of Christian worship is the preaching of God's word. Mm-hmm. Why? Because worship ultimately, the true biblical and simplistic answer of what is worship would be worship is just a response to what God has done for us. Sure. Every time we come to worship, we are just responding with thankfulness, with mm-hmm. gratitude, with love to what God has already done. Mm-hmm. Right. Because that's yeah, man. the the people who come to worship are Christians, whom God has done something for, right? Yeah, and that's all we're doing is responding to what God has done, and and they really don't have much to like. I was thinking about it. I mean, they, you know, what they they use the clean animal and um, offered burnt offerings, and they didn't have much of that. You know, I mean, if, whenever you said um, people would build altars later in. In the scriptures, you know, pe- people had a, a ton of sheep. They, I mean, they had right. different different animals and stuff like this, but, like, there was so little. Oh, because no, there's only what was on the ark. Yeah, and, and what's cool about that is, like, he, he still trusted in God and knew that, you know, that would be, that things would be uh, given to him later on. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, you know, that he has so much to be thankful for already. I mean, what else would you do but, like, give up basically right. everything and just trust in God? And so, I mean... It, I just think, like you said, that is really cool that he would just build an altar, or you know, yeah, right after and be like, "Lord, thank you for everything you have done." I think it's interesting in um, verse twenty-one, where God says, "I will never again curse the ground because of man, for the intention of man's heart is evil from his youth." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, total depravity. Yeah, right it's there. All, it's all throughout Scripture, folks. Yeah. We are. Depraved, evil from his youth, from his youth, mm-hmm. from birth, man. That is our heart's intention. And what what I thought was cool too was God knew this before he he destroyed the earth, but now he's making that promise where he's like, I I will never curse the ground again. And mm-hmm. it's the thing was even if he even if he didn't make that promise and he then wiped out the earth later on again, he would still be just in doing that. Mm-hmm. And like, but. Now right. God is like, I, I was just in doing that before. It's not like he has regret or anything. It's mm-hmm. like he had justice before and he fulfilled that. And then he's like, now I will make a promise. I will never do that again, mm-hmm. you know. But even if he didn't make that promise, he would still be just to. Right. But he knew it's not like he changed his mind. Yeah. He didn't saying. change his mind. Like yeah. he, he knew he was going to make that promise before mm-hmm. he did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That this was going to be the one time that he did this. Right. And and so, yeah, so we see God create a covenant with Noah. Mm-hmm. And like we mm-hmm. talked about before, um, we see God 
make covenants all through Scripture, right? Some people have, some theologians have even said that the 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 idea of covenant is the central theme to all of Scripture. Hmm. That that is the through line, right? Yeah. And and it is. I mean, as as a reformed person, I interpret Scripture with a hermeneutic that is called covenant theology. Mm-hmm. I mean, I believe that God works through covenants, through a covenant, right, of grace. It, that is the through line of all, through all of Scripture. Mm-hmm. And that would come, that would be um, different from somebody who is what we would call dispensational, who believes that God works in dispen- different dispensations throughout Scripture and that, like, he has a different people in Israel than he has the church, right? Right. As covenant theologians, we believe that all there was God's a through people. line of Israel to the church. Right. Right. So, um, and that's a lot to get into, but it is. <laughs> basically God just makes a covenant with Noah. And what is a covenant? It's a, it's a relationship that is bound by loyalty and, and comes with it blessings and curses. Mm. Right. So like you see God make a covenant with Israel. Um, you know, if, if you are loyal to the covenant, yeah, then you have these blessings of a land flowing with milk and honey and peace and all this different th- stuff. If you are not loyal to the covenant, then you get the curses. You get mm-hmm. your land taken over, which is exactly what Israel did because they weren't loyal to the covenant. Right. Right. But, and, and there's a more deep way or a deeper way to, to explain covenant, co- a, a covenant. But at the end of the day, that's what it is. It's a deep relationship that, the primary requirement is loyalty, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. God is therefore loyal always. When mm-hmm. God makes a promise, He's yes. loyal. So He, God makes a promise, a relationship with Noah that He's not going to flood the earth. He gives a sign of that that promise, which is the rainbow, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, he says, "While earth remains, seed time of harvest, cold winter, summer day, night or day and night shall not cease." God blessed Noah and his sons, and he said, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. The fear of you. Okay, actually, let's get into this right here. So, and I'm, am I getting ahead? Do you guys have anything else on chapter no, eight? No, I think I don't, was, man. Yeah, I think we covered everything I needed yeah. or everything I had. Yeah. Because there's oh, some I good got. stuff in chapter nine. Yes. Yeah. We see, um, so, so God talking to Noah still after they got off the ark, he says, The fear of you and the dread of you shall be upon every beast of the earth and upon every bird of the heavens. Upon everything that creeps on the ground and all flesh of the sea, into your hand they are delivered. Every morning, every moving thing that lives shall be food for you. And as I give you the green plants, I give you everything. Okay. So we talked now. So so we talked before about how we were originally intended to be vegetarians, Mm -hmm. and people are like, "What are you talking about?" Right, we lost, then, a, we lost a lot of followers. But there. then, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> but then, but then, really. some thing, some people like Hunter and I went to a Christian conference. Mm, yep. Like, uh, was it two years ago, or last year? Uh, it was last year. Shoot, yeah, it might have been. And and this Feels guy like gives us this, years ago. this guy <laughs> gives us this pamphlet, basically telling us that we should be vegetarians because God gave us all the green things to eat yeah, in the garden. We were like, and we're like, well, this guy must have just skipped Genesis nine. <laughs> Right, yeah. <laughs> where he, he says, "Stop reading it." Yeah, Genesis where he 8. says that you can have all moving things on the earth for food. Mm-hmm. Yep, all of them. And he says, "Just I, just as I had given you the green stuff, right? Now I give you now everything. You get the red stuff, everything." And you know, I don't really remember what all that pamphlet said. It it might have been not necessarily saying like, 
Well, God commands us to eat nothing but vegetables, <laughs> fruit and vegetables. I don't remember if it necessarily was making that argument, but it, it may have been making an argument for, you know, like being a good steward of God's creation and not, you know, I don't know, not taking advantage of it. Being blah, a good blah, 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 steward blah, blah. of God's creation so, is to take dominion over it. Right. I think maybe it, it could have been throw making it on a the case grill to, and do it it in A1 sauce. to do it responsibly A1? and nah, humanely man. and blah, blah, blah. If it's good, it doesn't. So I don't, I don't remember exactly, but. It was something. No, it doesn't lines. matter what it says. It was a dumb plan. It was. It was a little <laughs> bit strange. They skipped. It. Stop trying to be nice, Hunter. I'm just trying. They to skipped give them Genesis nine. <laughs> just trying to give them. The it was a dumb pamphlet. We want steak up in here. <laughs> Where's the beef? And the only thing that he says really about that was not to eat the lifeblood. Yeah, you should not eat meat with its blood in it. Yeah, Hunter, stop eating them rare steaks. Of how you eat them. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what's it I called? I will never stop it, eating The blue steak. is that. What's that? Oh, blue is this not oh, slower yeah, than I can't rare. do that. They, I can't. This is how they do a blue steak. They take it and they go. Here you go. Hey, I had somebody eat one before. Whenever I was a server, and I'm not kidding, I walked over because I was just interested to see like how they actually ate this. And they they cut it in half, and they looked in it to make sure it was blue, and there was blood pouring out. And I was just like. Ugh. Oh, man, yeah, I can't, so that. I can't do that's that. That's risky, man. Yeah. Was, Dangerous. Yeah, but then he gets into <laughs> something. So he talks about the blood of animals there, that you're not supposed to eat animals yep. with their blood in. But then he talks about the blood of man. And I, I think this is such an interesting verse. He says, um, for your life's so blood, he, I will require a reckoning from every beast. I will require it. And from man, from his fellow man, I will require a reckoning for the life of man. So, so God says here, whoever sheds the blood of man, by man shall his blood be shed. For God made man in his own image. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, I mean, so, you know, all, all these people that say there's no, that the Bible leaves no room for capital punishment. Mm, yep. That's capital punishment. He just said if you take, it in a nutshell. if you shed man's blood, then man can shed your blood. Yeah, and it. He's going to pay wow. that. As we yeah. continue Life to go blood. through the Bible, we'll get more into But basically, I mean, like that's that, it. He says, he says right there, I mean, he not only does he recognize that murder right. is a serious crime. Yeah. Not a crime I mean, against each other. Obviously, it is because it's a civil crime. But yeah. it's a crime against God because God right. made man in his image. Exactly. So when you're killing somebody, you are if, taking, you are, you are, Disgracing God's own image. Yep. If you have snuffed out the life of another image bearer of God, then your punishment is your life. Yep. Because yeah. that's a direct, like you said, it's a direct sin against God. For God made man in his own image. Literally. Don't be mad at me about it. It says right here, <laughs> whoever sheds says, the blood folks. of man, by man shall his blood be shed. That's a direct quote. I mean, it makes sense, right? Yep. And going on, um, he says, you be fruitful and multiply. Um, have little BBs that sit over there and grunt. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> He's just Increase chilling. greatly Still. on the earth and multiply in it. Then God said to Noah and to his sons with him, Behold, I establish my covenant with you and your offspring after you. Mm-hmm. And with every living creature that is with you, the birds, the livestock, every beast of the earth, um, all this, he establishes covenant, right? He says, I establish my covenant with you. That never again shall I flood, or, or shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of the flood, and never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. And then God says this: This is, 
the cov- the sign of the covenant that I make between me and you and every li- living creature that is with you for all generations. I have set my bow in the cloud, and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. Yes, sir. So we're going to get into that in just a second. We've got to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Okay, we're back. We're so back. Um, we just read a good chunk of scripture where God's talking about his covenant that he makes with Noah and with his offspring and with every living thing that he's not going to flood the earth and every little thing's not going to be snuffed out by the waters again. And his sign is his bow in the cloud, right? Mm-hmm. The rainbow. So tell me about this. <laughs> Why did God flood the earth? Because of increasing corruption. Because of evil. Evil. Violence. Evil. Evil. Right? Because there was evil. There was rebellion against God. They hated God. The world was evil. The world was corrupt. So tell me how ironic it is that now God's sign that he will not flood the earth because of corruption is used as the banner for increasing rebellion against God (laughs) and celebration of mm. corruption because how we ironic is that love to sin that's why mm-hmm. also we love it yeah. also we love how many colors is in god's flag not god's flag like rainbow god's rainbow seven? seven 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 the perfect number of god right right but the how number many of completion man's flag how many colors is in Man's rainbow. the gay rainbow. Six. <laughs> Six. The number of man. The number of man. Really? Yep. Wow. Are you serious? Yep. Coincidence? Wow. I, think I think not. think not. Because it's all orchestrated by the devil. Whoa. <laughs> How ironic is it that they took God's sign that he's not gonna wipe out everybody for sin ever again that, and they celebrate sin with it. That's how blind we are. Yeah. Oh my goodness, man! That's how depraved our hearts are! Oh my goodness! Do you guys follow the we Babylon s- Bee? Oh, <laughs> of yes. course I do. Yes. Did you guys see during Pride Month they changed their profile picture to like all the colors of the rainbow and it said, "Please don't flood us." <laughs> yes. <laughs> I thought that was it hilarious. Was, they are Babylon Bee. They are. Man, they are good. But yeah, I mean, th- we even have a Pride Month, a month that we celebrate sin. It's true. Not we. I mean, I don't celebrate it. I don't, I don't either. But uh, the world does. The world does. This is insane, man. It's we insane. spit in the face of God daily. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. But here's yep. the thing, That's too. What we do, and we like, love to do it. America it, loves to do it. Some, some the people world who, do it. who hate God so much, too, like, man, God, God is so good that he just doesn't kill us all. You know, I mean, what I'm saying, I mean, it's it's crazy that, like, they, they, they blaspheme him, and he still shows a grace. To right. those people, like, spit in his face daily. <sighs> and I mean, God's just so good. many avenues I from mean, you know small things to big things. Mm-hmm. That's what we do as humans. Just and just, here we are. Just picture Still this alive. imagery. He says in verse fourteen, "When I bring clouds over the earth, and the bow is seen in the clouds, oh. 
I will remember my covenant that is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. All flesh. Do you guys do that? Like every he time you see remember. rainbow? He no, I mean, yeah, I do that for sure, but yeah. but God remembers. Mm-hmm. God sees that rainbow and he's like he he just it's just grace. That's right, buddy. Mm-hmm. It's just grace. You know? Even though we mm. even though the world celebrates sin and rebellion and spits in the face of God. Yep. The water shall never Praise come be again. To God. And then God said to Noah, This is the sign of the covenant that I've established between me and all flesh that is on the earth. All flesh. All flesh. So through we see this covenant of grace, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And we see it it starts after the fall and it goes all the way through today and all the way through the coming of Christ. The covenant of grace. God is naturally gracious. He has a disposition to grace. And he is just constantly working with grace to form his people. Yeah. Right? And that's what we see here. That that ultimately, when, when God looks at Noah and he says, this is the sign of the covenant that I've established between me and all flesh. Mm-hmm. That that extends to us now as mm-hmm. covenant people of God, yeah. right. as Christians in the 21st century, and that's just wild. It and Mac wild. agrees. He agrees big time. <laughs> he said, "Preach it, Daddy." He's fired up. Yeah, preach it, Daddy. He just heard his dad go off, and he's like, <laughs> he's like, "Yeah." <laughs> so, do you guys have anything else on on nine? I mean, the rest of the chapter we see Noah's yeah. descendants. Mm-hmm. We uh, uh, there is we an interesting little scene. Yeah, yeah, we see a, we see Noah fall into sin, which mm-hmm. is a common theme all the way through Scripture. You yeah. see God choose somebody, work through somebody, even though they are a sinner and they fail I mean, miserably. These, these wise men who love the Lord and then they all they not always, but it's a common they theme fall in our daily lives. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why? I mean, why? Because because the intention of man's heart is evil from his youth. Right. Oh, yeah. That's why. Because we fail. But yeah, we see that here. We see Noah and his sons, right? Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Drunk. They all get off, off the boat, right? And then Noah began to be a man of the soil. He planted a vineyard. The first thing he did, right? He made some wine. He drank of the wine and he got drunk. It's like, right? man, that was a yeah. long wine time is, on that ark. <laughs> wine is a blessing from God. Amen. Need to unwind a little bit. Right? Yeah. But Noah, <laughs> Noah thus takes this blessing from God and uses it to sin. Yeah. Right? And people say, yeah. well, because you can use that blessing to sin, then it's not a blessing. It's, it's something that you should stay away from. That's not how it works. You can take all of Wrong. God's blessings and you turn them to be used for sin. Right. Almost every single one of them. Yeah. When God blesses me with just can't do my anything. daily sustenance and my m- money to sustain my family, I could easily go use that to go purchase heroin <laughs> and turn that to, to, to sin. If you wanted to. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So this wine is supposed right. to be a blessing from God that we can make wine. But what does Noah do? He, he gets drunk, which is obviously a sin. And then he lays naked. Naked. <laughs> naked in his tent, right? And what happens? His brother's like, uh, Dad's over here, <laughs> drunk and naked, Dad's laying out. And but, so they're like, what's going on? Yeah, but like, so what I thought was funny, or not funny, I guess, but like Ham, you know, he goes over there. And, and so what I'm confused about, so explain to me, like, what was his sin that he committed? 
That's why I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying to read it and, well, well, and understand what he had done. Well, see, Ham sees his his father naked. Okay. Right, and instead of like trying to help him, he just runs and tells his brother. Right. So was it um, like it's I guess almost it was like he was trying to get like, hey, come here, look at dad, like, look what almost, he's doing. Yeah, a crazy sinner. Yeah, almost. Like, so somebody's got to see. He that. almost kind of like gossips about him. That's like, what I was come thinking. Look, come look at him. Not like hey, yeah. Instead of just help him. Stop being there. Afraid. Right. But I mean, ultimately, the other brothers help him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the they don't other even brothers come. see him naked. They, right, they turn right, around. Put some clothes on. Just get, just get you some water and an ibuprofen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll get, we'll, we'll get back, back to normal. Dude, you can literally cure anything with water and ibuprofen. Military. Yeah, any ailment. Oh yeah, you join the military. Any ailment. It's it like, doesn't matter. You got what a cold. Ibuprofen water. We got, we got a pill. Eight hundred milligrams ibuprofen. You there broke you your, uh, you broke your leg. Ibuprofen water. <laughs> You're on the verge of death. Ibuprofen you water. You got the C19? Ibuprofen oh, water. Oh, no. Dude, that, that's all they use. But, yeah, we see we see Shim and Japheth. They come over here. They take a garment. They lay it on both their shoulders, and they walk backwards so that they don't see him. Right? They put it over Noah so he's not naked anymore. Naked. And then Noah wakes up from his wine, and he knew what Ham had done. Right? What kind of name is Ham? Hey, that's good. Hey, Ham's, Ham. Ham's good. Man. Which you can say, I mean, you can say all through scripture. What kind? What kind of name is Japheth? What kind of name is? Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, I mean it's just funny. Right. So, Methuselah. what kind of name is th- that? They don't look at it. Ham's like, oh one. my goodness, look, my daddy's over there naked, and he's like, hey, come here, come here, look at, look at him, dude, he's naked, he's he's drunk, <laughs> and his other brothers are like, dude, come, dude, come on, and so they get the blanket, they cover him up, he's not mm-hmm. naked anymore. Noah wakes up, his head probably hurts. And he he Probably. he knew what had happened, and he sa- he cursed Ham. He cursed yeah. his youngest son. He said, "Cursed be Canaan, a servant of servants shall he be to his brothers," which is crazy because, I mean that that's setting up for years down the road. You know, I mean like all this over the years and years and years. Uh, you know, you see the line of I think it was Shem. That's like the line that Jesus, you know later on would be a part of and then you have ham who like is cursed now and that that curse lasts for generations Mm -hmm. and generations right and it's just crazy to see how that all starts from here after everything that we know Mm -hmm. and that you know because of this act because of what ham had done because of this uh, like this sin that basically him and his his children and his children's children and so on were cursed, right? And and Shem because of what he did good. I mean, literally in his lineage is Jesus. Yeah. And and Canaan, they're the curse of Canaan would be the servants mm-hmm. of Shem and Japheth. Right. And then we see, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, we see him bless Shem and Japheth yeah. for what they did, mm-hmm. and that Ham would be a servant of his brothers. And then we see that Noah lived to be 950. That's a long yeah, time. He's an old man. man. He is an old man. So. Almost a thousand That's years. pretty much it. Do you guys got anything else to add on eight or nine? No. No, brother. What, what are we doing next week? Where, where, where are we going to be hitting up? We will be, I believe, in 10 and 11, right? 10 and 11. I believe we're doing correct. about two chapters every week. The, so, mm-hmm. Ooh, we got you guys the want to read along, um, we're going to post. 10 and 11. We did get the the list made of what we're going to cover for the next episodes. Um, so we'll get that posted online where you guys could read along. And that's pretty much it. Mm. That's all I got. That's all I got.
Mac, Subscribe. you got anything, buddy? No? Yeah? Uh-huh. He's like staring at the mic. Like he, he's yeah, like, he is. I don't he really wants know. To talk. Come on. Let us know, buddy. Subscribe right. on YouTube, Average Joe Theology. AverageJoeTheology.com. Send us a contact. Follow us on Twitter at AverageJoeTheo. Yeah. Like, you, you made this awesome website. By the way, go check out the website to all our go listeners. Because our, our man Levi here has totally rocked this rocked. this website Rock. and i mean killed it and you know we'd love Absolutely. to see some feedback love seeing some people look. hopping on it, it checking it yeah, out for sure yeah so definitely uh give it a look yeah and join our facebook page yes. because ultimately we want to turn this into something where we can have discussion i'm um, not just us three but like <laughs> all the viewers and just together have uh, discussions and ask questions and all that various stuff. So look yep. us up on at, at, on Facebook at Average Joe Theology. Um, like our page and follow us and, and that kind of stuff. So um, cause just because we want to keep in contact with you guys and keep going. So we'll be back next week with this Genesis 10 and 11. 11. Um, Boom. We love you guys and we'll see you then.